0: The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, The Craft House Brewery, now with two locations. The Tone Factory Recording Studio. Moonshot.com t-shirt designs. Mr. Antenna, now your host, Jim Tofty. Donny Osman has done it all over a career that has, hard to believe, lasted five decades plus by constantly reinventing himself, starting with his brothers on the Andy Williams Show back in the 60s, before becoming an internationally successful rock band with the brothers, then teaming up with his sister Marie on two different TV shows and, more recently, the stunning 11-year residency here in Vegas. He is at it again with a solo residency at Harrah's, and I think I've got Donny Osmond on the line right now. Jim, Donny Osmond. Donnie, how have you been, buddy? I've been doing great. I see that. Uh, welcome back, by the way, and, and congratulations on the solo residency at Harris. It's amazing.
1: Thanks, Jim. It's unbelievable. We just found out uh, a little while ago, well, a few days ago, that um, Caesars Entertainment has extended it all the way through 22, and they said, Donnie, it looks like we're on another trajectory for a hit.
0: That's so great. Going into it, you had no way of knowing that, right? You would do a few oh, shows and then hope.
1: You, you, do, you never know. I mean, you do your best. But until you actually put it in front of an audience and get the reaction and see the ticket sales, you just don't know.
0: (laughs) Had you been thinking about doing this even before yours and Marie's last show together?
1: Well, I've always wanted to do my own show. I mean, and I've toured on my own. Yeah. But um, this all came together just about a week or so before we closed. Raj Kapoor... Who directed this? He's like, he's so clever. I mean, he's so good. He's the one that does the Grammys and the Oscars and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he, he directed this for me. And um when he came back to my room, I played him some of the new album that I had that I had at the point at that time. He said, "Donnie, this is not an album. This is a show." And I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "We need to do a show together where it just." is your entire life. I said, well, you got my attention. Let's keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, COVID hit, but we never stopped our conversations because we knew eventually it would uh, dissipate or get to the point where people could start seeing live shows. And it gave us a year and a half or so to put this together. And we needed a year and a half because it's all encompassing. It's everything that I've done my entire life. And I don't know if you've heard about the rap. I don't, have you heard about the rap that I do?
0: I have heard about it. And I, not only have I heard about it, I've seen you do it. And I can't believe, frankly, how long this section is. How It's just <laughs> incredible, really.
1: It, it's almost 10 minutes long. And yeah, <laughs> It just gets faster and faster. And, and learning it was, uh, or memorizing it, was <laughs> a challenge and a half. But... Um, that's one segment that uh, that I absolutely love because it's all encompassing. It's everything. Uh, the the request segment. Do you know about that? I do, and
0: and the only other time I had heard about something like that was I've gone to see Elvis Costello a few times, and he always has kind of that request wheel, and I always thought yeah. that was a great idea. But it seemed, wow, how do they do that? How do they remember right. the songs? You know,
1: I know about what Elvis is. Uh, Elvis does with the wheel. Um, and I said, I've got to do one better. With 65 albums, uh, which album do I put in the show? Which songs do I put in the show? So I said, let's put put them all in and uh, let the audience decide which one they want to. And and it's so fun for us and the band because it's like 10 minutes of improv because the show changes every night. Wow. Whatever the audience wants to hear, that's what we do.
0: Donnie, I I heard about this not too long ago about how, you, as you were wrapping up the show with uh, Marie, that you had some scary moments where you were not feeling anything in your arms or legs. what was going on there
1: yes i uh, I mentioned that in an interview that I did over in the u k and I thought, oh, I probably should have mentioned that, and now it's gone viral <laughs> right. <Okay. laughs> Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty uh, scary to be honest with you. After all the the dancing accidents and and the wear and tear on my, that I put my body through over yeah. the years, L four L five needed to be fused because that last show that I did with Marie, I couldn't feel my arms or my legs. And uh, it was painful as well.
0: You've also, you're, I mean, you're an athlete. You've done thrill-seeking type of things, and you were a skier oh, yeah. and, all, and all that other stuff. So I'm sure that that was thrown into it. But you really had gotten to the point where you thought maybe your performing days were over?
1: Yeah, absolutely, because the the surgery was, was successful. Uh, had a great doctor. Everything was fine. Got everything back, my legs back, my arms back. And then, unfortunately, I got a secondary infection, and those are very dangerous because that those can kill you. And wow. it was uh, extremely bad. A year and a half ago, I was on a walker, and I thought, no, this is not going to stop me. I don't care what how bad I am. I've got a show it Harris, and I'm and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to put it on. I'm going to be dancing up a storm, and um, I can't begin to tell you how uh, how difficult and painful it was, Jim, to to come back to where I am now, but I did it. And, uh,
0: I imagine that your wife was a rock during this period too. I mean, it was just such a difficult time.
1: That's an understatement. Yeah. yeah. She, she, she stood by my side as she has done for 43 years. Right. And, um, but, uh, I wasn't going to let it stop me. And even though it, was, it the future was very bleak, but I just said, no. i'm i'm going to I'm going to do this. And uh, I did,
0: Donnie, there's been a lot of stuff on YouTube uh, showing. Uh, actually quite a bit of of the show. I'm not sure how illegal that is, but... Um, <laughs> and it it's just an unbelievable show. It's so exciting, and I love the part where you have this kid whose name I forget, but he's on, I think, Zoom, and he sings the Hi Donnie parts along with you.
1: Oh, that's an idea, Jim, that I had... Uh... When we were putting the uh, the 70s together, and I thought, i got to do One Bad Apple, but I can't hit the high notes anymore. Right. So I, I got on TikTok and I said, is there anybody out there in the world that can do this? And I got flooded with some amazing videos. I just haven't had the time to put other ones in, but there's this one kid. Carson Ferris is the one I've been using yeah. recently. And the, co- the cool thing about it is I put together on YouTube the choreography. He learned the choreography, sings my part. And it's it's such a cool part of the show because uh, it takes uh, he hits the high notes really well. And it takes it back to that 12 year old kid singing One Bad Apple.
0: It looks like from the video I've seen, like it's the biggest production you've ever done.
1: Yeah, it it really is. Hands down, um, the biggest show I've ever produced. Uh, I mean, there's been bigger shows I've been a part of, like Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and all that stuff. But from a personal point of view, this is the biggest because it's all inclusive. It's everything I've done.
0: When you did the first show, when you're going out there, did it feel a little strange not to have Marie next to you?
1: Well, no, not really, because it's not the Donnie and Marie show, and I've, I've had a solo career for for so many years and I've done solo shows. But I miss, to be honest with you, I miss working with Marie because we have such a magic together on stage. Yeah. But but this is something completely different. And I wanted to make sure that uh, even though we, we touch upon the Donnie Marie career, it, it's not focused on the Donnie Marie career. However, the first song I put into this show, into this set list, was a tribute to Marie. Oh, I said, nice. that is, that's the first one I want to put the, and it's close to the end of the show. And I say, I want to save it till the very end. And I went back and I i don't know how many hours I spent going through every one of the Donnie and Marie shows of the 70s. And I found all those golden moments between the two of us. And I <laughs> edited it together. And I showed my wife, and she ended up in tears. She said, "This is so endearing." And I sing it to uh, the Beatles in my life. There nah are oh. places I remember, and it's such a perfect song to sing it to. Uh, uh, sing, um, to oh sing my gosh! It. There must not I be a dry eye in the song. house. Oh no! I mean, it, it gets everybody.
0: What I remember about the show you two did, the TV show, is that uh, there were a lot of pies in your face.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny about that, Jim, is that. Um, I, it, it, the Donnie and Marie show, as great as it was, it, it, it left me with such a silly image, I guess is the best yeah. word to use. And right. because I was the fall guy, I was the, you know, the Sonny Bono, I was the oh, one that right. got the pie in the face and punches in the stomach. But when huh. you analyze the Donnie and Marie show, both Marie and I were playing characters. Our characters' names happened to be... Our names, Donnie and Marie. That was the the downside, but I mean the, the upside was this show was amazingly successful.
0: And I tell you what, your, your afternoon talk show—I was a big fan of that. I, I think it went off the air a lot uh, sooner than it should have. It's so much better than a lot of stuff that's on right now.
1: Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that w- that was a fun show, and Marie and I had so much fun with it. <clears throat> but uh, it was a uh, it was a political move by certain people. I won't mention names or anything. Yeah. It was a financial thing and and a a political decision, and it it was uh, it was a wrong move. In fact, the producers came to me afterwards and said, "We may just made the biggest mistake of our lives by pulling this show." Yeah. I don't know if that's if,
0: to hear that is a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> Either way. I, you know.
1: it, it goes both ways. Uh, right. Um, I know. But it, it was nice of him to uh to admit to that. But I mean Marie and I threw ourselves into that show. It was we had it just wasn't a talk show, it was an entertainment show. We uh we had uh Blink one eighty two, we had we debuted Britney Spears on, on that that show, we Christina Aguilera uh, before she really became popular, and um, I remember you oh,
0: singing "Puppy Love" to Leah Remini. She lied down on a couch, and you <laughs> you got down on your knee. She kind of sprung that on you, I think. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> oh, we did so much stuff on that show. It was uh, it was pretty amazing. But uh, it was a lot of work, man. Yeah, you to can, talk, uh, like that.
0: yeah, and you you could see it. Well, and speaking of which, you just released your sixty fifth album, "Start Again." Yep. What a what a great title! That makes all the sense in the world, doesn't it?
1: Well, I wrote that um, pre COVID, and when I decided to release this album, because I was going to call the album "Who," which is the first single, and I thought, no. This Start Again is the perfect title because of what the world is going through right now. We're all starting again. We're trying to reinvent uh, ways of doing things uh, as we're trying to get through this pandemic. As As I read the lyrics that I wrote, it just fits so well because we all go through hard times. We all make mistakes. We just have to pick ourselves up and start again. And I've done that so many times in my life.
0: Right. And I, you have a new song called Life After Loneliness, which sort of refers to Justin Bieber, yes?
1: That, uh, when I saw his video Lonely, it inspired me to write that song. Because I thought, if anybody knows the dynamics of loneliness through a teeny bopper career, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> and, but after going through it and finding the love of my life and starting a family, which he's now doing, and I'm so proud of him. Uh, It inspired Life After Loneliness, because as you read the lyrics, they don't really make sense unless you know the backstory that these roads, they keep on turning, uh, meaning things just change all the time. These fires keep on burning, meaning so much talent within you, Justin. You just want to keep out there, but everybody's holding you back into a pigeonhole. But the chorus goes... You are a star and your light never dims because Justin is so talented and he knows exactly what he's doing. So anyway, Justin inspired that song.
0: Wouldn't a collaboration between the two of you be something? Have you thought about that?
1: Yeah, I've thought about it. It's got to be the right song, got to be right the concept. It's got to be right for him. It's got to be right for me. But I think if all of those factors come together and the stars align, uh, that would be an amazing collaboration.
0: I don't know where I read this, but I, but back in the day, I read that Chuck Norris taught the Osmonds how to do karate. <laughs>
1: he was my karate instructor. He yeah? was, uh, the style was uh, Korean style. Tang Soo Do was the style. And yeah, Chuck was my uh, my karate teacher.
0: I think he taught Steve McQueen too as well. I mean, he Did was kind he really? of the, yeah, oh, he was kind cool. of like the celebrity guy to to do that. yeah,
1: he was uh, he was my karate coach. another karate thing that
0: doctor. another thing that popped up, I think when I was uh, just doing some research uh, it's a it's a thing on YouTube where you and the late Glenn Campbell were being interviewed together on a British morning news show. And yeah. the two of you sang together. Uh, by the time I get to Phoenix, and it was just magic. Do you do you recall any of that?
1: I do, vividly. I like it was yesterday. I miss him because I think he had one of the greatest voices of all time. Yeah, um, his pitch was perfect, and you know, long before auto tune and all that stuff, he didn't need auto tune because the guy was so amazingly talented, as a guitar player and and a writer and singer. But I remember when we would shed at that, and it there there was something about that moment that we both connected. And afterwards, he and I was were talking about it and said, "Man, that was magical." And I said, "It really was. There was something about the two of us singing together. Uh, you can, you can see it on YouTube. it's, yeah. it's on YouTube. That um, is really cool.
0: Yeah, it really it's is." really cool. Uh, By the way, another thing I saw was a Christmas special that the whole Osmond family did. And you're you are all skating. I mean, all of you are ice skating and you look excellent. And I wonder how many times people just take stuff like that for granted, because that's not something you see every day.
1: You know, I'm so glad you said that, because and I even mentioned this in my show at Harris, uh, that. It became a running joke on the Andy Williams show. What can we challenge the Osmonds to do right. next week? I remember when Andy said, we're doing a Christmas show. Uh, I'd love for you guys to ice skate, do a big ice skating production number. Jim, we had blisters on our feet <laughs> because we, we lived at the ice skating rink learning these routines and people don't see that side of, yeah. of show business. They just see the performance. But we worked our butts off yeah, uh-huh. uh, on the routine and uh, learned how to skate. And I, I think it was two weeks. I think he gave us two weeks to do it.
0: Wow. Well, during the the current show now that is uh, where you're involved with it, where is your family at this point? Are they here with you in Las Vegas?
1: Well, we live in Utah. So right. So I commute back and forth. Okay. But now that my wife, is, uh, my wife and I are empty nesters, she and I could spend uh, most of the time there in Vegas and uh, – and, and obviously the, the family comes down. And they they lo- they want to see Grandpa's show again. They were there for the opening, and and uh, they loved it. and said, "Oh, we want to come back. We want to come back." So they're coming back in the next couple of weeks. Oh, that's so great!
0: Well, if you get some time off, stop by my house. We'll grill some bratwurst and watch some football.
1: <laughs> I'd love to. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, speaking of that, do you have a Traeger?
0: Uh, no, I don't. I don't. But I know oh, people. I know people man. who do, you, and they say want it's to the do best.
1: Bratwurst, if you want to do bratwurst, get a Traeger. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, I don't get commissions or anything for this. <laughs> I'm not a, not a spokesman for. But you know, and I don't eat a lot of meat anymore because I'm I'm kind of a vegan. Yeah, I call yeah. Call myself a vegan because I cheat. But um, if you want a great steak, I mean, you could chicken on it, you could pizza on it, bratwurst, whatever. Get a trigger. I
0: think you may be a pitch man after this. Uh, there could yeah, be an endorsement for it. It's always great to talk to you. Uh, tickets for Donny Osmond at the Harris Showroom are at Ticketmaster, and Donnie's album Start Again on all digital platforms and wherever you buy your music. Great catching up with you, and, and I hope that you stay healthy here, buddy.
1: You too, Jim. Be safe. You as well. Bye-bye.
0: I think just by sheer will, he came back from that health scare. And when you see his new show, you just can't believe that he was using a walker not that long ago. Love talking to that guy. He's just got an excitement in his voice talking about the latest thing that he's up to. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.